This Wellness Coach Podcast is brought to you by the Wellness... Redo, for crying out loud, don't tell them all of our secrets. There's a very special announcement coming up, folks. Go to the Facebook page, go to Instagram at the Wellness Couch, or better yet, go to thewellnesscouch.com, enter your email address to sign up for the very special announcement which is coming. Ah, you're killing me, Marcus. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Up for a Chat with Cindy O'Mara, Karen Smith, and Kim Morrison. I believe I can fly. I believe I can touch the sky. Think about it every night and day. Spread my wings and fly away. I believe I can fly. And that there is another very appropriate song for our trip here in New Zealand. Here we are up for a chat. (laughs) With the hottest topics that are important to you, I'm Karen Smith and we're in New Zealand. And I'm Kim Morrison. And I am Cindy O'Meara. Now, that song is actually very appropriate. I just want to say that up front, but you're going to find out why, because our gorgeous Kathy is going to be talking to us today on the podcast. <laughs> um, just saying. Um, <laughs> we've still got, we're here in New Zealand. We've got a handful of our gals that have trekked with us here um, during the Queen Charlotte track and flying in helicopters and bike riding through the most beautiful farmyards and scenery and we've just had the most extraordinary experience and we're on our last day. Tomorrow we all fly our separate ways until we come Mm. together again. So we wanted to really capture the moment with the podcast and really share what everybody's um, taking home with them from this experience and what they're leaving behind so that they can start afresh in some way. Because one of the most beautiful symbols here in New Zealand is that circular new beginnings isn't it Kimmy? Yes so the koru which comes from the silver fern or any fern or punga whenever you see it growing and we saw heaps of it when we were walking whenever a fern is is growing you'll see this frond come up in the middle with this gorgeous round spiral shape and in New Zealand we call that the koru which means new beginnings which I also think is very appropriate for such a trek and our beautiful Lisa, who was on the trip with us, who also was with us in Peru, mm. um, brought about a sense of magic to this group like no other. Mm. She um, has a smile to die for. She wears coral, watermelon, oh. uh, cerise, <laughs> like no like one else. Champion. Um, but I think one of the most beautiful things about you, Lisa, is um, you're a mum, you're a businesswoman, you're also somebody who gives a hell of a lot. You've also experienced huge grief and loss this year. And I know it's a very sensitive subject, but I know for many of our listeners, they will be with you every step of this conversation. And as a fellow champagne lover, um, probably, <laughs> I would just love to ask you on behalf of, of us three, what did you take away from, from our New Zealand journey, given the year that you've had? Um, oh, look, I think I've taken away that I'm stronger than I ever thought I was. Um, I, I think Peru was, um, you know, looking back now, I think it was actually preparing me for what lied ahead in my life. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know it at the time, but um, 
Yeah, my mum was very sick at that time with her skin rashes and, um, you know, I prayed for her every day to Pachamama when we were in Peru mm. and um, I didn't know that she had cancer at that point, but she obviously did. And then when she was diagnosed in August last year, that's when I came up to book for this trip. And I booked this trip because I, need, I knew in my heart that I needed something to focus on. Sure. And you guys just... You just, it, I just, you, you, you're like the family that you don't need to see or the friends that you don't need to see for 10, 20 years and you just, when you reconnect, you reconnect. It's like it was just last week or yesterday and um, you're, you're a support team that that is just out of this world. It's just amazing what, what, you, what, you, what you do. It's, it's unexplainable. Um, but I do believe it prepared me and it kept me going through every single month and mum was diagnosed not long after I booked the trip and um, knowing that I was coming on this trip because uh, I've always thought I was quite strong and quite, quite um, prepared for what lied ahead, but, oh, my God, I wasn't. Um, but I had this trip in the back of my mind that uh, I had to keep training, I had to keep focused, I had to keep running my business and as much as I wanted to just fall in a heap and have a tantrum, I'd said to Kathy a couple of times, you know what, I just actually want to have a tantrum and, and, and just not get out of bed and I don't want to go to work. But, you know, um, what's the point in that? It doesn't get you anywhere. So you just get up and you get on with it. And, um, and the, the hike was just amazing and the... The, I felt mum with me every minute, every step. I was actually of the way. wondering if you felt connected oh, to your mum. I, I hadn't felt connected at all. She passed away in January this year, and she was my best friend ever in the world. And um, uh, she she believed in me like no one else ever has. But um. You guys are just amazing. You you give me strength that I didn't know I had and I knew if I could just get here and make this hike that I'd be fine. And um, and I've just been quite amazed because when I did Kokoda a couple of years ago, I really struggled. I did it and it was amazing. It was just, it was, it was no friggin' holiday, that's for sure, but I got through it. Um... Peru, I got through, but, you know, I'd, I'd be uh, in quite a lot of pain each night with uh, muscle soreness. But this trip, I actually felt amazing and I felt so prepared and I felt like she was just helping me just go up those hills and um, riding that bike. I've never ridden up hills like that in my life. I was flying up the bloody hills. My little legs are going... I, just I thought you had been training. No. Oh, go to work class, but that's about it. And um, you were so very strong. The collective the energy that this this group brings is, I just, I just, I'm just very grateful to be a part of it, and I'm very grateful to each and every one of you. And it's been amazing to meet new friends, and um, and it's just been a very special time for me. And I'm just very thankful and grateful <laughs> to my family, my husband, everyone that supports me. My friends are amazing. So yeah, I'm, I'm a very lucky person. Do you think? Do you think on the trek? I mean, we did five days of quite 
rigorous hiking. Yeah, it was well, meant actually, to be was... quite moderate and easy, but it wasn't. There <laughs> <laughs> was nothing easy. It wasn't. I actually looked at the, I looked at the last that. bit and it says expert. You have to be an expert. I didn't see that bit. Hiker. Yeah, on the on the map, I only saw this when we arrived back. Yeah. For the, you know, to get the bus back to here. Oh, um, it's bit late. It said the bit late. way too late. It said the last piece, that last twenty four kilometres. You had to be an expert hiker. Well, oh. that we are. Would you? Well, we now. And and the interesting thing that occurred with that, had we known there was an alternative. We may have taken that. Correct. So the reality is we didn't know what to expect. None of us had walked it before. None of us had been in that time in our lives before. None of us had been in a place where you were at. Mm. With each step and being in nature, what did the, the feeling of the New Zealand bush give you? What did, what did oh, the trees say? Oh, it's just amazing say? being back and just being out in, the, in, in touch with nature and fresh air. You know, my day-to-day work is indoors so I love being outside and the energy that you feel from the mountains and all the beautiful trees and the scenery was just out of this world. The singing? The scenery. The Maori singing. Oh the Maori. <laughs> <the Maori. laughs> In the rain. What you was... mean Big Bird or was it <laughs> or was it, or was it rubber, rubber ducky? Yeah. Just for know, our listeners just so you know the on the last day we had the most extraordinary weather for four days. We had three days of intense high Hiking. We then had a rest day, which with Polly G.I. Jane was actually a 24 hill climbing, bike riding, unbelievable um, ninja challenge, um, which was our rest day. And then on day five, fascinating enough, it poured with rain the whole day, which gave it a whole nother experience, which for a lot of people that come to New Zealand, the treks are actually wet. The treks are often rain. So I think we had an extraordinary run of weather and everything. But on that last day, I didn't have a wet weather jacket. So I got given a scallop up, um, yellow, very bright. Uh, I looked like the hunchback of Notre Dame. I looked like actually a Teletubby or some sort of thing. I looked like I should have been on play school or some sort of... Well, tell um, everybody what a scallop up is because it's... Like if you think of the little yellow poncho thing that the kids wear to school, it's like that, but massive. (laughs) (laughs) And I felt like I waddled the whole way. Um, You did. But to to provide a little bit of entertainment, I thought I would share my my cultural background, which was some of the Maori (laughs) things. Unbeknown to me, it was recorded. Go to the Up for a Chat Facebook page if you want to have. Did we put it on there? Yeah, Yeah. I'll put it on there. If we haven't, we need to put it on there. If it's not there, (laughs) you have to watch. But I think that and was without of... sound is really worth watching as well. <laughs> without sound. How about I do that right now? <laughs> but I think one of the most interesting things that came from that for me was even when it's tough, even mm. when you're wet, even when it's cold, even when we're going through grief, even when we're heading high mountains, laughter is one of the greatest of all medicines. And Lisa, your giggle and your um, ability to just see the humour and things despite your pain, is that a winning formula for you? Is that something that's always worked in your life? Um, not, not probably going back, but I've... I've in the last few years changed the way I think and I've changed my my um, outlook on life and I think you you just you just you just crack everyone up Kim so yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
you. you should have your own show. I'll take that as a it's, compliment. Um, <laughs> and you know, when you when you when you're really trying to push through and you have a bit of a laugh, it just it just sort of makes all the pain go away, and you just push on and get through it. And don't you think the group as a whole? that we all did that so beautifully for yeah, one another. Yeah. Like even the journey, there was 12 of us and at many times we were spread out quite a lot and often you'd find yourself with one other person and you'd get deep down and dirty into a conversation that took you beyond your own understandings of that person. And I think um, for you personally, was there any conversations you had on that track that that had you reflect on the beauty and the wonder of your mama? Yeah, I think because um, Kathy came along, a friend of mine, and uh, she knew Mum, and so we had many conversations, and that was really special. Mm-hmm. So we did. We had lots of chats along the way, and um, we've cheered, cheered to, uh, toasted to her many times mm-hmm. along the way, as you've all noticed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, With bubbles. And, and, you know, yesterday we had the most beautiful lunch at um, oh, Walter's Peak. Walter's oh, Peak. Was it was amazing. just, you know, we thought we were just going for a barbecue, a bit of sausage and bread with sauce, <laughs> and it was just the most amazing buffet lunch that I've ever had the best ever and um you know we straight away we order our champagne and I don't know who it was someone said you know what 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 are you celebrating and Kathy and I just looked at each other and we said we're celebrating life you know we're here we're living we're so lucky we're so happy to to just be doing what we're doing and and this has just been the most amazing group of women and friends and and it, it, it's just Kathy's been awesome to to share this with me, and um, it's just been fabulous. And and life is to be celebrated because you just don't know, as Kim said before, when it's going to have a tragic end. Like it nearly happened today on the top of the mountain. <laughs> as Kim said, sorry, because she was talking about you know how life can be taken away at any time, and I and I did. I said, well. You know, I, uh, on the news tomorrow there might be a report that a particular travel a tour guide might go missing at the top of a mountain. <laughs> um, and, you know, Polly kind of brought a bit of that perhaps in you today and, and Polly was a, a, a big part of all of our uh, journey, I think. Um, she taught us to toughen up and just get on with life and make the most of it, so... We're very grateful for Polly coming into this very unexpectedly. Yeah. Yeah. I think we all will agree that the minute we saw her and she was ours. We knew she was ours. She she it was almost, you know, she just the you you attracted it. It's what you say. You you say put it out there and manifest it and that's what happened with Polly. You guys did that. We did. But you know what's really fascinating, Lisa, for you is that you know, when we do lose, lose somebody close to us like that, there's a whole new normal that needs to be created yeah. in our life. And it's almost as if you can never go back to the way that you were because that's a very sacred part of your life. It's a very mm. sacred experience, especially when it's, you know, the mum or your dad, and it's mm. a very sacred part. But the next phase or the next evolution is not without them. Yeah, It's actually... And, and I like to think of it in the context of, you know, before you would only see them when you'd visit them. But now you can see her all the time, mm. anytime. She's with you all, every moment of every day. And on those very special moments, she's always there. She's, it's just an already always there. And that's the magnificent new normal. 
that you get to have a very um, in, um, a very always relationship, you know. And 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 I, I, I you know, I, while you've been sharing, you know, what you've gone through, there's not been a dry eye in the room. No. Mm-hmm. You've probably heard us all sniffing <laughs> and blowing noses and tears because I think all of us know and um, love you dearly and we've all felt for you. Um, but what we admire in you and what we see in you is what's possible in all of us in that you have really embraced um, how much you've loved your mum and how much of your how much she is your best friend and it's too it's all too easy to be distracted when we suffer it's all too easy just to, to distract ourselves and to think of different things and go and do different things so that you don't feel the pain or you don't feel the loss mm. but I think what you've done is you've brought her in you're not distracting yourself so that you don't feel it. You're actually bringing her in. She's well and truly sitting right in the middle of this room. Like yeah. you, can, <laughs> you can absolutely feel her presence. And it's just, it's, it's, I wish, I wish for everybody to experience the loss of a loved one this way mm. because it makes them permanent, mm. not just sometimes when you visit them in quality time. Yeah. It's always, it's, it's an always new normal. I, and I don't know if they have any other language for that, but um, for me personally, I just want to, I just want to give you a big hug, but your mum's in the way. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so everybody blowing noses <laughs> all together now. <laughs> You know, I I actually want to say something here. Um, We do distract ourselves, and I think I've distracted myself a lot. And it's not until you, Lisa, starts talking about her mum that it stops that distraction. Yeah. And I think it's good not to be distracted. Mm. And I, I know I distract myself a lot yeah. about the loss of my mum and my sister. But And mine's been 10 years, 11 years my mum's been gone, you know. You never stop missing them. You don't ever you. stop missing them. And, um, yeah, like I could see Maria crying over there and whoever's lost people in their lives, we do distract. Mm. And it's not until, you know, Lisa's come along and she's made me remember my mum and my sister and whoever's, you know, who's been lost. And um, I think they're all in the room at the moment. I just feel an amazing. I'm sorry, guys, but there's there's so much emotion in this room. You can't not. You you can't not feel it. Um, and And I do. I feel everybody in this room, there's more than just. The, the souls that are alive in this room at the mm. moment. I don't know if anyone else feels it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I feel my mum and my sister hanging over there. I don't know why. I they see your mum hanging over they there. They keep not you going here. because mm. they yeah. believed in us. And yeah, they, yeah, they did. They gave us the strength to to be strong mm. because they wouldn't want us to be anything else mm. but strong yeah. and they wouldn't want us to be. Can I just say what happened when you went into town today? What? This is Kathy, everybody. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Kathy, the door was open. Who Lisa's bought with her? Yeah, the door was open that much, and a big fat bird was in the room. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't fat, by the way. 
<laughs> so, so just so our listeners can get an understanding of, of this, beautiful Lisa brought a friend on this journey to New Zealand with us and the unbelievable Kathy um, not only showed up but just completely lit up <laughs> us all. Um, I have to say to you, Kathy, that that you were one woman that I, I actually didn't hear you complain once. Uh, you may have, but I didn't hear it. Uh, you were someone who just got in and got done. You were someone who showed grit and determination. And how old are you, Kathy? Fifty-seven. Fifty-seven. So Kathy arrived, and um, I met Kathy a couple of months ago at a at a workshop. And and so when she arrived on this trip, I also know that she's been going through. A, a lot of um, challenge, should we say? So, when Kathy just mentioned there, the just just explain the big fat bird again, just so that everyone understood that that wasn't someone you were talking about. Just, just, just it literally was a fat bird. It was just in the room. It wasn't a sparrow in, in your bed, like but in your bedroom, like in here. Yes. So the door opened, and so you just walked out of your room and saw this bird just sitting in the lounge. And I messaged Lisa, and I said, "What do I do?" And she said, "Open the door and hope it leaves." You hope it leaves. Lisa said, "Hope it leaves." Hope it leaves, and it just walked out. I closed the door and had a shower. <laughs> what else would you do? I don't know. There was lucky no cats in the room, Thought so you were all good. Do stuff all over our clothes and stuff, and I had somewhere to be. So. Oh, Kathy, you're amazing. So, so Kathy, you didn't know many people on this trip when you arrived with us. And Lisa and you. Yes. So you didn't know many people. And what was that like? turning up at the airport in Wellington where we all connected and then to arrive in the beautiful Marlborough Sounds and have that sh- that first night with us all together. What, what did that feel like coming in as someone who didn't know many people? Scary, amazing, all of that. Mm. Were you worried yeah, at all very. about Yeah. <laughs> Do you travel? <laughs> <laughs> Tell us, tell us a little bit about how you came to coming on this. Did Lisa make you do this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I can't believe Lisa asked me. Mm. She's never asked anybody. Like some of her workmates, her friends, they would murder to get an invitation like this. I can't believe that she invited me. Mm. How long have fortunate. you known her? Probably about fifteen years, mm. but not, not like. But you know her better now. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone does. <laughs> yeah. So, Kathy, what bit. did the trek mean to you? That hike, that five-day Queen Charlotte hike. What did that mean to you? Grit. Um, a bit like what Karen said. Like just just don't whinge about anything. Um, and I just thought, really, I can do anything if I can get up that lookout. I, I nearly, I nearly crawled up there on my knees. I don't think anyone. I think. I hope no one thought I wanted to be first because I didn't want to be first. But I really, literally, I was almost on my knees when I got up there, and I just genuinely believe that if I could get up that track, I can put up with whatever is being dished out. 
And I feel I feel so okay with everything and I haven't felt so okay in a long time. Well, you absolutely nailed the whole hike. You were at the front the whole time. You never faltered. You never missed a beat. You didn't um, – you never slowed. You never stopped to catch your breath. I'm looking up at you going, oh, dear. <laughs> I'm just trying to follow in your footsteps. And then that lookout, just so that our listeners know, the hike – sorry, the walk up to the lookout – was practically a 90-degree angle. Okay, it's a little exaggeration. But <laughs> it's not far off it. So it was, it was so steep. And even though it probably wasn't all that long, um, coming at the very beginning of the hike, it was quite a shock to the system. Can I tell the truth? <laughs> that was not the truth. That <laughs> was the truth. The last few bits when I was, I was like this and I was pushing on my hands and knees, and I said to myself, if I can get to the end, I can have two pairs of verge pants <laughs> and I can put up with my shit of a kid. <laughs> so you're going to buy yourself some new clothes? Is that what you're saying? Mm. Verge pants. Pants. And wear. Nice work, girlfriend. Lisa's shop. Lisa's shop, <laughs> which is in Rosebud. And it's no, it's called? Colour Your Blues. Colour Your yeah. Blues. Colour Your Blues. And I'll be there on that 17th. <laughs> Oh, how exciting. So we'll go to get a shopping. It does colour all your blues. Kathy, tell us what it meant to you to connect with other women of all different ages on this trip. It's been amazing. I've loved loved speaking to everybody. I can't say how special it's been. Um, Also feel a bit accountable now. Lisa's nailed me to the fact that I've always wanted to write a book and I, um, I've i done a writer's course, I've done lots of things, but I've just never, ever, I sort of haven't had this self-belief and I actually now have it. So that's, that's like when I was first on the hike on day one, I'm thinking, what the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, um, Cindy, you'll have to put explicit, uh, put explicit on the <laughs> Dear, dear, dear. (laughs) It's true that a lot of people felt the same thing. What the heck am I doing? Let's be honest. I think we have to say there have been a lot of f bombs. (laughs) I don't swear. Well, you just did, (laughs) and it's it's recorded, girlfriend. You can't say that anymore. (laughs) I'm sorry. I didn't want to be rude or anything. No. Yeah, but I just. Yeah, then I thought, yeah, I Is know. Is that what you thought? Yeah. You just wonder what the hell you were doing on this hike. On day one, I'm thinking, yeah, well, Karen had said leave it all in the mountains and I was, yeah, like I was working hard for a purpose. And then the purpose just came. Like it just... It finds you. I can't, yeah, I can't, and I can't believe that it happened to me. I can't believe that I'm that lucky. No, you're you're the bomb. Wow. So why can't you believe that that happened to you? I've actually never been very lucky or never fortunate. So that's that's just childhood stuff. Hmm. Well, maybe the tide's about to turn. I believe. I can fly. (laughs) (laughs) I believe I can. Do you want me to finish? Do you want me just to tell you about that last bit? Oh, every night and day. Go, do it. 
Well, I'd, no, no, I would just like to come in here. Oh, and okay. Just, All right. You know, like, like we were, we were I'll on just a... sing background while you're talking. <laughs> so, so we took this amazing, amazing trip. And many of us weren't sure whether we should go on this trip because it was freezing. And we got on the boat and we were feeling a little bit maybe despondent. I would say was the energy and we're all thinking we've been hiking forever now we've got a a 14 15k bike ride to do over farmland with a barbecue lunch and we did we it was cold and we did think it was cold we did Mm. think you know white bread sausage and a bit of tomato sauce so what was interesting on this trip is that many of us a number of us in the room had not ridden a bike for for quite some time Mm. um Kathy, tell us when. <laughs> when. When was the last time you rode the bike? Oh. Oh. Ago. I'd ridden a bike up Polly's Hill. <laughs> I was riding, Two days ago. I was riding this bike and I thought, this is the worst bike I've ever had in my life. It just would not click into gear. And I told Kimmy that. So, Jeez, yes, do this, do that. <laughs> It finally clicked into gear just as as that hill. Oh, so you were coming down a hill? Yes. Gravel. Oh, right you are. On gravel road. And Kimmy's going, just gently, gently put the brakes on. So I gently, yes, I believe I can fly. No, when I said gentle, though, Gentle wasn't the word, wouldn't be the word I'd use. It was quite abrupt. <laughs> and as a consequence, we saw Kathy fly. <laughs> quite graciously. Um, the beautiful thing about it is the doc, the Department of Conservation truck arrived right behind us and asked Kathy if she needed help or if she'd hurt herself. And I loved your line. What was it? I don't need help. I'm not hurt. Just my pride. (laughs) And then the next line was? No, I thought to myself, I thought Polly would say, this is just life, just get on that bloody bike. And then when I got riding again, I came up close to Kimmy and I said, tell Karen Smith I can fucking fly. But it was, I didn't, none of us laughed, and I I will be honest, we didn't, well, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm just going to finish with this, Kimmy goes, are you alright? And I'm like, um, yep, 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 you were dirty, you had dirt on you, I had dirt everywhere, no holes in my clothes or anything, and then she starts shaking with laughter, she starts, she's like just, I'm sorry, it's just so funny. <laughs> I'm not sure which bit was funny, but obviously <laughs> there was something funny about but, it. But I have to say that this whole trip has one been one big laugh. Mm. Yeah. Despite yeah. the rain, the long miles, the tears, the, the, the accidents, the, the 
that the sore feet, the blisters, the mm. I like I could keep going on. The, the nearly blanking out, having an epileptic fit, and then I wouldn't be able to handle it. That's true, Cindy. <laughs> what are you saying? You could? No. <laughs> I would real. try. Let's I would really it. try. Oh, no, I know. Oh, no, your little heart would be in it. Oh, I know. No, I would be so oh, scared. I know. No, I know, but you wouldn't know to reach for all the drugs in my bag. <laughs> no. I'd be Kimmy... looking for the mint, mint in the car. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, you know, despite all that, we have absolutely laughed ourselves silly, I think. Mm. I have never laughed yeah. so yeah, hard. Have. I haven't. I haven't laughed so hard in a in a long time since. Per- did we laugh this much? We did laugh a lot. Of it. We, we did, did laugh, laugh this much. Melissa was there. Melissa. Melissa was there. We miss you, Melissa. If you listen <laughs> yeah. to this, yeah. So I think what's really important to note with this is that a whole group of different dynamics, backgrounds, personalities, ages, senses, and and where we've all been and experienced. It actually all disappears, don't you think? The minute you take the track, the minute you connect at the first event or the minute we say hello or have our first introduction. And I think if anyone's listening to it, you don't have to come on and up for a chat um, trip, although we'd highly recommend it. Um, but it's more about taking action and actually being brave to do that. And and one person that I think has been incredibly brave um, going through a massive change in her life is our beautiful Jenny and and Jenny um, signed up for this not that long ago. Um, she's been going through a lot personally herself. And to see her ride a bike for the first time in mm. decades, decades, to see her trek up hills. Like, this is the one person in the group, by the way, who has been trekking 15Ks a day leading up to this. Mm. And it showed. This woman, despite, how old are you, Jenny? 59. 59, so heading to 60. You would never have thought that on the track. And I just want to say that watching you, Maria, and Kathy in particular has been um, mind-blowing. And I just want to ask you, what inspired you to come away on this little trip? And and what was your biggest take-home, Jen? Well, I think just because I've been going through such big changes this year, a bit like Lisa, my mum died at the beginning of the year. She was 93, so she led a good life, but I was just dumbfounded at how much it affected me, even at that age. You know, she was just such a big part of my life. And it's actually because of her that I was able to do this because she left me a little bit of money and I thought mm. she'd just love me to do it. So on every hill and every bit that I went over, I'd say, thanks, mm. Mum. And every night, mm. dish my glass, thanks, Mum, like Lisa. Mm. So that um, that was amazing. And just with everything that's happened, um, I've just recently separated from my husband, literally four weeks before we came away. So it's for me, I felt like um, every step was like a step into my new life. Almost like a rite of passage. Yeah, yeah. And, and as Karen said, leaving stuff behind on the mountain, I think every step I took I sort of looked at it as that's the next step into my new life and I'm leaving parts of my old life behind, not all of it. Um, there's parts that I want to keep precious to me, my, fa- my children and my grandchildren. But it's just been an amazing journey and I'm just so open now to what's you know, what's out there for me. I don't know what that is yet, but I'm just ready to see what it is. And I've just loved every bit of it and, and the support from all of you guys. And it's just, and I love hiking. I love walking. It's where I'm at my, in my happy place. And today when you all went up that hill and were ready to kill, kill, <laughs> kill Kimmy, <laughs> I went off on my own. 
because I, I just love walking on my own. And I had the most amazing walk up to a waterfall. And I sat at the bottom of the waterfall while you were all up there. Swearing. <laughs> all up there swearing at Kimmy. <laughs> I was just sitting under a waterfall and, and just it was just heaven. I just It was just beautiful. And that bike ride yesterday was just heavenly. Everything. It was just amazing. And I'd love to come back here with my sister. Did you hear that, Julie? <laughs> Coming back, you and me, to do it all again. Oh, nice. Yeah. I like the way you've put that on the podcast because it's almost like now the 2.5 million people yeah. have heard it. She's it's almost like me. it's a fait accompli yes. now. Yes. Mm. She would love it. She would love it. Nice work. Yeah. Go it's just you. Been amazing. I've just loved every bit of it. Jenny, what would you say the New Zealand bush feels like? Like, like It's different to anything else yeah. in the world. How would you describe the smells, the the essence, the, the feeling of when you are actually in nature what does that do for you what did that do for you to me it's just it's almost spiritual um you know i just feel that's why i like walking on my own i feel like i'm just in my own my own place and my own peace and it's i've always said when i walk i'm in my happy place and boy i was in my happy place a lot you know in the last week um it's yeah it's it just does it's it's like my meditation and my um, the place where I think the best and, and you know, I've just always loved it and this is just absolutely amazing. Would you say then, on behalf of everybody, that one of the greatest things you could do when you're going through a challenge or going through a transitionary period in your life to get out in nature? Is that what you're saying? For me, definitely, yeah. Just as I said, how, did that, how, did that, how did that influence you? What, the Being in nature in the transitional period, like... How did that really influence you? Because it's one thing to say it, but yeah, what, did, what did that do for you? I don't know how to put it into words. It's just... Oh, how stunning. Yeah, it's just, it's spiritual. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's just where I just feel so much um, at peace and at ease. And, yeah, it's amazing. Wow. And, and I'd like to add... <laughs> that you can get very spiritual in New Zealand because, I will repeat... Nothing can burn you, bite you, kill you, sting you, or eat you. I do actually have to agree because you're not frightened that a snake's going to come out and bite your face off. Yeah. 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 Or a spider's going to leap and land on your head, you know, like that. I I think um, New Zealand's like a playground, an adventure land, a a place where um, you can walk through the bush and see um, geography, geology, Mm. botany in its absolute awe and splendor i don't think i've seen that in many places in the world like you go to africa and it's deserts and and there's an ancientness about africa there's something about new zealand Mm. that um I, i always remember as a 19 year old coming to new zealand and doing all the hikes realizing it was my playground and I've forgotten it until we've done this trip Mm -hmm. together you know all of us have done this trip and I thought I've forgotten how much I loved this country you know so yeah it's and there's a bit of everything you've got lakes you've got the maritime you've got oceans you've got surf beaches you've got little coves you've got mountains you've got hills you've got unbelievable ability to go fishing hiking tramping camping you can actually earthquakes yeah. I just thought I'd put that in there. Time. I didn't want it to be too perfect. Well, you know, you've got to shake it up a little bit sometimes. <laughs> you know, like sometimes you've got to shake it up a little. Um, 
And considering we are sitting on two massive tectonic plates, it's probably no wonder that's what the splendour of this country is. I think also our guides and the people that you meet, the food in New Zealand is, I think, second to none. Everything is is quite extraordinary. But, but Jenny, what's your biggest take-home for you personally? The wine. I've just had a whole lot of people cheers the wine, the wine people. Um, Jenny, what... What would you say to your sister why she should come to New Zealand? What is your message to your sister, Julie? Because I think that's actually a message for everybody. Well, I think um, all you guys brought this home as well, but with Polly at 57, she's only just over a year younger than me, just seeing what she can do. Um, I mean, apart from what's happening in the last 12 months, the last five years, um, thanks to Cindy... I've lost 30 kilos and just changed my whole lifestyle. So I'm now just starting to enjoy the hiking and the walking and all that sort of thing. And seeing Polly made um, made me sort of think that it's not too late, that even though I'm only getting there now in my 50s, that, you know, there's nothing to stop me. I can just keep going and I can just keep doing it and so can you, Julie. Yeah. <laughs> she's going to kill me, but I just love to do this with her. Mm. Um, yeah, it's just, you know, I just feel like that, there's no end to it. I can just keep going and keep getting fitter and, and keep getting stronger. And I've got so much more to come. I think what's really interesting about what you say, I did an interview with um, Deborah Hutton and she was 54 when I did the interview with her on Karen's Couch. And she said that um, it's an amazing time when you move into your 50s because you're no longer focused on how good you look how successful you are, whether you compete with the Joneses, you're not focusing on, you know, your children, you're not focusing on anything other than your own personal experience. And for a lot of people who have been mothers, it's a time for them to get back into their own skin, for them to actually experience what does it mean to live inside of the skin bag? What does it mean to be me? And to actually have the ability to look into that and see what you find. Mm. I think is a really profound time. And it's almost as if once, and I don't know about men, I can only speak for women from, from um, you know, the people that I've spoken with, but it's almost as if, like we said before, that, that going into your 50s is almost also like a rite of passage into mm. you so that then you have the license to choose for yourself. You have the license to say, I will do it my way. I will carve my own path and that will look how it looks. And I don't need to know how it's going to look because it will unfold moment by moment. I feel like my life has begun again. Yes, it's just yeah. starting. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. 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 Well done. Well done, Jim. Great and it's, stuff. It's been an incredible, um, amazing experience for the three of us in particular to witness yes, you sure. because we've met you at a number of different functions yeah. and to see you up the front leading the way was just like, I don't know. We high-fived each other a lot because we feel like we've been a big part of your journey, yeah. Jenny. Yeah. And, and you did it so easily, Jenny. I, yeah. You did. You, did. you just cruised. I, I watched yeah. you and you cruised. The first bike ride when Polly said when I set off, she thought I wasn't going to make yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was really worried. And I you, was very determined. Yeah, you to, came yeah. in. When, unlike um, um, Kathy, who rode up those hills, I had to get Flew. up and walk. Um, a lot of the hills, but I wasn't going to turn around, you know, and mm. coming down that last hill to the wharf, I was crying because I thought, I've done it. Yeah. I made it. And you yeah. sure did. Congratulations. Mm. Cheers. Yeah. And I think what's <clears throat> what's also been so beautiful for us is to witness 
another extraordinary being in the name of Karen, who is a mum. She's in her 40s. She is what I would call um, someone who has silently held the space for every single person in this room. (laughs) She has gently held each of our hands and she has absolutely expressed to us a love in probably the most quietest but most profound and powerful ways that I've experienced. Um, You're incredibly inspirational, Karen, and something that really lit me up about you was knowing that you, like me, have teenage children. And like me, you have also experienced some challenges um, along our lives. And I'd just love to know what it meant to you to be on this journey and how you've pulled yourself away from your family in order to do something for you. Because we all know when the woman of the house is happy and healthy, life runs smoothly for everybody else. Has this trip been something like that for you to recharge? It has. Um, I always feel incredibly guilty going away because neither of my children like me to go um, and are quite are quite loud in expressing their a dislike for me going away um, but I'm very lucky to have a very very supportive husband who wants me to do that um, so but for me it was like and similar to other people because of the challenges that I've been going through one of the biggest things I found was getting the support from everybody, but then also spending that time alone. So on the second day, I actually spent quite a bit of time by myself. Um, and for me, that was very profound in just letting go because I'm very much a control freak and I think that could be actually making some of those things with my teenagers a bit worse. And it's out of love and out of protection that I want to protect her more than anything in the world. But And also admitting that I don't know what to do, I think that was a huge thing for me is that Um, I don't always have to have the answer. Um, For me, it was going through the mountains and actually going, I'm actually giving this to you for the moment. Mm. Um, Mm. Just saying, I don't know what to do now, so um, please just give me some guidance. And just the relief of that um, was just so, so huge. So um, for me, I think I'm going to go back different with that, of not trying to fix everything and not trying to make everything better. Um, just see what comes. So it's interesting, isn't it? Because on our walks, <clears throat> we had a number of um, people say to us, and even on our tours, that man brought in gorse to help with um, protecting some of the other plant species, and it didn't work out so great. Yeah. Um, the Canadians brought in pine trees, and that's now sucked the earth yeah. or the life out of the earth for some of our natives, so now they're having to kill them off. Or we brought in the um, stoats and ferrets to help with the possum problem but that created more of a problem and And then the rats as well and the rats and and it just hit me at one point on the trek that perhaps as mums we also try and bring in the armory of different things to try and create a safer or better place when really if we hand it over that actually god universe spirits got it and why we try and muck around with it sometimes Is that something that that you felt on this trip then and the release of that has actually given you more strength? I think so. And it's given me a calmness, whereas, like, I'd be very, like, being away was always very stressful. I know in Peru, like, Linda had to support me so much because I'd talk to my family and I'd be in tears because my daughter's 
like had another drama and she's feeding whereas this time I've just sort of comments have been made on the phone I've just let it go I've yeah. just okay like mm. that's okay like because I'd already released it to let it go so it hasn't sort of it hasn't had the same effect like I just and I think if I go home doing that then the repercussions on her could be huge that well she doesn't think she's got to do a certain thing either like that I'm just going to love her and do whatever I need to do and just be there with her rather than trying to help, trying to fix, trying to control. So it's actually mm. really interesting. I had a um a conversation that you've done the effortless self yep. with me. Yeah. And we did that just a couple of weeks back. And one of the biggest things that came out of the most recent retreat of the effortless self was um there's nothing to do. It there's nothing that you actually have to do to make life better or your life better or to mm. fix a situation. In fact, it's the direct opposite. It's the releasing. It's the, it's the giving up. It's the surrendering. So it's not picking up more things that you've got to do. You don't have to learn how to be a better mum or a better parent or handle situations better. In fact, you've just got to look at what you normally do and release that. Yeah. And in doing that, you set everybody free, yeah. mm. and which it, is really... And even my daughter's reaction as well, it was sort of like, oh, okay, well, she's not going to try and fix it. But you could sort of see her go... Well, I'm going to have to do something about this myself, like, which is actually really empowering for her as well. Mm. That, well, mum's not going to do it all for me. Mum's not going to, yeah, so it's very interesting. So, I'm and excited. what's it been like being away this time compared to Peru? Has there been anything different? It's been hugely different for me. Like, Peru, I didn't know anybody. For me, I'd never been away by myself, so my anxiety was just through the roof, like, from the moment I stepped on the plane, as Debbie can tell, to whatever. But it was like coming home. Like as soon as I saw, as soon as I saw Debbie in the airport, I just ran and I haven't seen her since Peru and just gave her the biggest hug. And it was just a feeling of safe and being with family again. It was just beautiful. And like the new ladies as well were still the same. It was just, I don't know. It was just, and that's all I can think of is it was safe. Like I sort of often live in the world not feeling safe. And, but with you group of ladies, I don't have any moment where I feel like that. It's just, and I don't always find that in the world. So for me, it's just priceless. Yeah. I felt like I learned more about you this time Mm. because you let go. Yeah. Yeah. You really did. I didn't really really know you that well from Peru, even though we spent two weeks together, but this trip, I feel like you've just let go and you chat and you Mm. just, you really, and I think that's the thing is when I, first come with Peru as much as I wanted to be there I didn't feel that safety so for me it was about the judgment the whatever and it wasn't until I got to know and I certainly shared a lot with Linda mm. at Peru but I still didn't have the confidence with the bigger group to do that like whereas as soon as even though I haven't seen anyone since Peru as soon as I've sort of come together it's just like I don't know it's just that safety so you can actually express that without any judgment you can be yourself and know that everyone's going to love you anyway mm. so and so that's huge for me Peru must have been massive then for you to even book it. Mm. It was. I how it happened oh, was yeah. I'd listened to your podcast because I hadn't met anyone either, and I oh, Cindy's gonna laugh. But anyway, I and I actually listened to your podcast, and it was something I'd always wanted to do. I wanted to go to Machu Picchu. Anyway, I rang my husband, going, "I need X amount of money to go on this trip," and he's gone, "Yes, of course you can." And I didn't expect him to say yes. Oh, oh my gosh! He's a keeper. Keep that one. He's a keeper. He's and he's just gone, "Yes, yes, I want you to do this. Like you've oh. never do anything for yourself." Go and do it. And then when I booked it, so then for the next however many That's months, amazing. I'm like, what have I done? What have I done? 
What have I done? What have I done? <laughs> Panic attack, and when I got on the, I actually nearly walked off the plane in Sydney. That's how bad oh. I had the biggest anxiety attack. I nearly actually got back off the plane. It was only lucky that Debbie walked on when she did, and I recognised her face from Facebook. Oh. That's the only reason I got to Peru. So, <gasps> yes, because yeah. I'd been in tears before she walked on on the phone to Grant, going, "I'm getting back off the plane. I can't go." So, um, okay, it was so glad you didn't get off that plane. Absolutely, yeah. because it would never have been the same with Andrew. And, and, ne- and I would never have done yeah. another thing. Another I don't think like I wouldn't have yeah, taken that, that just, leap. It was that really would have just cemented yeah. that in. Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. And this whole trip, you've been like a little ray of yeah. sunshine yeah. for all of us. Thank you. Just consistent, amazing. open, honest, genuine, mm-hmm. sweet. Kind. Thank you. Oh. And I didn't realise, I think, until Maria said to me, I think it was the end of the first day, and she's going, there's something so different about you. Yeah, I didn't realise I'd changed at all. Mm. And she just looked at me and said, there's just something so different about you. And I'm like, really? So, yeah. So there, is, there is. There's, there's a, just there is amazing. Yeah. There's a calmness. Yeah. yeah. And a more openness. Yeah. And strength. And strength. strength. Mm. That's yeah. it. It is. It's a calm, mm. openness and strength. And you should be so proud that that's coming out because it's always been in there, hasn't it, Karen? Mm. You're the, the amazing oh. one about psychology. Yes. But it's yes. always been in there. <laughs> <laughs> I just make this stuff up. Yeah, I just make it up as I go along, really. <laughs> and it's good. Like my husband always says to me, he says, I wish you could see yourself how I see you. Yes. Oh, exactly. And he says that to me all the time. Oh, He's just like, so are you getting, are you getting that perspective now? Are you starting to see yourself a little differently? In this environment, I very much do. So it'll be interesting when I go home. Yeah. Because I don't always know. So hmm. could this possibly, just possibly, just yep. try this on. Yeah. But could this possibly be an example of what life could look like for you? Because in actual fact, it's not us and it's not the environment. Yeah. It's hmm. actually you. Yeah. The environment is what the environment is. The people are what the people are. Yeah. That the key or the common denominator here is actually you. Yeah. And if you think to how you experienced yourself in Peru mm. and the difference between how you experience yourself here, mm. you can notice a, mar- yeah. a remarkable difference. Yeah. So if you were to think to yourself just, you know, by chance, yeah. to think that possibly you could recreate this version of you yeah. moment by moment, just just for the next moment and then 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 very soon you'll stop thinking about it because it will just become an automatic yeah. version of yeah. you that's already always happening. Mm. But it might take a little bit of effort because yeah. you're very used to the you that you've been being yes, in an external yeah. environment, but the environment will always be just the environment and the people yeah. will always just be the people But the key is the way that you've experienced yourself and that if you can become consciously aware of that and really specify what that is, really nail down what that recipe is, what is it that I'm feeling and how did I achieve it? Give yourself the step-by-steps, write it on a piece of paper, tattoo it on your forehead, stick it in your letter, stick it in your wallet, just really give yourself that recipe because there'll be times when you'll forget. Yeah. And if you can go back to the ingredients of it, it will remind you how to bake this cake yeah. rather than the previous cake. Yeah. And, I, and I think the big, the big turning point on this trip for me was sitting with Linda and Mel and having that conversation and then Holly followed it up with a following conversation and it was just like, no, I'm making the decision right now mm. that I'm going to stop 
because I live my life on the sidelines. I do. Like, I'm going to stop doing that. I'm actually going to start living. I'm actually going to start doing this stuff with my family rather than sitting back and watching them do it. Yeah. So I think for me, making that decision, I feel strength from that. I feel power. I feel that's excited. Yeah. That's really living. Yeah. And I haven't been. Mm. Yes. And that's that's yeah. how that's how that that's what's always been there. Yeah. It's that's what's mm. always been there. Mm. She said you haven't seen it. Now you're seeing it. Yeah. How freaking exciting! Yeah. Yes. There's there's a lady that's lost 80 kilos on the four-phase protocol. And one of the things she said was, I no longer have to sit and watch my family. I can be with them. I no longer have to worry about all of these things. And really what you've done, you've just lost 80 kilos. Yep. Mm. Nice work, Cindy. Mm. That was bloody gold. Oh, yeah. yeah. And she also said this, and I don't remember the quote exactly, but she said, uh, when I started this, I wished I was where I was um, right now. So be grateful for where I am. Yeah. It, it's an amazing quote that she says, and it makes you really think about it. When you start something, you wish you were where you are right now, but mm. where you were back then, you know, you know and it's especially when you want to give up. Yeah. But it's not about giving up. It's about realising how far you've come. Yeah. So well done. Yeah. And getting rid of that anger. And I must thank everyone for that because I think I didn't see it. It wasn't until I got the comments from everyone that I went, oh, wow, okay. And then I really sort of sat with that and thought, yeah, I have. So thank you to everyone. Well done. We love you. So are you coming in 2019? Hopefully first. Yeah. Yeah. Your husband will say yes anyway. Absolutely. That's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. He'll know. Yeah, that brings us to our last – oh, no? Sorry. Well, no, I was just going to say that as a reflection of you – we can actually say that as a part of this whole trip, we've also had someone brand new come into the group who had probably everything that you haven't realised was there, but we saw it all from the minute she arrived. And Adrian was somebody who arrived with the beautiful Deb, and she just, I don't know, she just had this aura about her the minute she walked in the room. And... She's a businesswoman. She's a mum. She's beautiful. She's a grandma. She's a grandmother. She is a truck driver. She is a champion demon on the trek. She is everything that you would ever imagine a strong, inspirational woman to be. And she herself has had to, to really challenge herself through some things on this trip. And Adrian, I'd just love to say you have just brought an energy. You've raised the bar on this trip. You have made us all laugh. You have made us all feel that it's possible to get out of our comfort zones. And you have also made us realize that there is nothing more inspiring than being around somebody that has a big smile on their face all the time. What have you experienced on this trip and why did you come? Thank you, Kimmy. That's so nice. I, I came because my darling friend Deb and Debbie and I have known each other through a business association and then became friends for probably over 25 years. And Deb said to me in August when she visited me up at the farm in country New South Wales, she said, Adrian, you, you need this. You really, really need this. You must come with this group of women. Um, it's something amazing and um, I really feel you've had so many challenges over the last few years. You, you need this. And I said to Deb, Deb, I'm coming. And she got on the phone early August to Karen 
and she found a place and um, I was in and I had uh, suffered a, 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 a terrible, you know, back, back um, injury on a jet ski, taking on more than I can chew and I turned 50 in February, so my life's changing. I'm at a beautiful transitional point. I have 90 on my team. I work in a male-dominated industry and I'm the boss. So um, I was at a big turning point and employed a general manager and had a lot of personal and business challenges. And Debbie said, please come. And I said, find me a position. Karen made one. And um, <laughs> I was very sick in July. So I've had no time to train. And um, I just said, sign me up. And I'm here. And what I just wanted to say to the listeners here is, the support. I do a yoga retreat once a year for the feminine energy in Byron Bay, and I, I work in a male-dominated industry, as I said, and I have a lot of push and challenge, and, and I rise to the task in, in that industry. So I take myself away for feminine energy every year and for that nourishment and nurturing that I know that a group of women coming together can give you. But I just want to say that this trip is different. This is so different because not only are you getting an amazing circle of women, and I always feel like we're in that beautiful countryside with the feminine energy giving you that quiet, strong strength that a woman needs, but you also have an amazing um, business coach, psychological coach, mind coach in Karen Smith. And then you have your gorgeous food guru and wild forager that we hand that we do on these trips in Cindy. And then you have the gorgeous Kimmy with the nourishing natural healing oils. And please check out her gorgeous cards that she's just released because they are amazing. So for me, it's totally different because you have the support of the women in the group, but you also have these three amazing women in up for a chat or Awaken the Change, or whatever their beautiful websites are that I've now discovered through my friend Debbie, you you tap into that support while you're with this feminine energy. So for me, it was just, it was awesome because I'm in a transitional change, turning 50, changing careers, employing a beautiful general manager to take over and look after that wonderful business with my husband that we have, which is a truck dealership. And, um, you know, you've got this support and this energy and I'm in transition. As I said, a grandmother, I'm changing careers. I'm hoping to do more with mind, body, soul. And um, between the women on the trip and the women who've organized this in the three gorgeous Karen, Cindy and Kimmy, it's it's amazing. So Okay, I have a it's question great. for you. Now, you had a really big challenge, didn't you? Physical challenge more than anything. And I watched you, and I like I would have taken the boat. <laughs> let's, let's be serious. I would have taken the boat. I would have taken the boat because Debbie had the blister the size of a 20-cent piece. It was twice the size of two 20-cent pieces. And then you were really struggling with your leg. Yeah, you were really struggling with your leg. And um, I know that Linda really, really looked after you and that she kept strapping your leg and making mm-hmm. sure that you could do the 30Ks that, that we ended up doing. I want to know, how, how did you do that 30K with a leg, a mm. gammy leg like you had? I know you could go up, but you couldn't go down very well, could you? No, you? I was in a crouch position and squatting down. Mm. Linda gave me the lovely coaching on to walk and lift my energy up and using the sticks, and the girls shared their walking sticks with me. Um, and the encouragement for everyone was unbelievable. It was my right side, so anyone who's into the male-dominated right side of the body, that's what I was releasing in the mountains. 
And the dear Karen Smith was coaching me through that, you know, control and pushing and driving through life that I've been accustomed to. And I was welcoming in my feminine energy on my left side. So I was coached through that with Karen and some other issues personally that I was going through. And and the awareness that she helped create, um, I'm a life and business coach, but Karen showed me an angle that I haven't tapped into in 2009 when I was qualified. And I do a bit of business coaching and life coaching. But Karen showed me another side of the coin that I hadn't been aware of. And, you know, just the the 10 minutes walking on that track with her, at first it was like, hmm, okay, Karen. But then she kept talking to me. And after the strapping that Linda did and the encouragement from all the girls around me, you know, Karen helped me understand that side of me that I was still pushing and driving through. And I welcomed in a different energy. And I guess with the turning point, I know turning 50 is a different energy for me and I'm embracing it and I'm loving every minute of being a grandmother and an empty nester and new new beginnings with my husband and I and the business. And Karen helped me understand the other side that I could welcome in. And, you know, and I I got through those few days with the love and support Mm. of all the girls around me. And and honestly, I cried down that mountain that last day because I was virtually in a squat position with my right knee And I don't know how, but miraculously, the last few days walking, I've been galloping through the mountains. (laughs) You have. But she got no pain. No pain, virtually. She did really well today. So I released whatever I needed to release, and I welcomed in the other energy, and I'm... But even on the last day, even on the last day, Kim and I were probably towards the back most of the time, um, for whatever reason... But And you were either in front of us or behind us. We kind of swapped spots throughout the last 24 Ks. And I was marvelling at the way because the last the last maybe 10 Ks was practically all downhill and that's where you were getting your, squatting. your yeah. grief. Yeah. And can I tell you, like I'm used to pushing through muscular mind because I'm extremely strong in my mind and I know muscle pain and you just – your mind can go to places you do not imagine. I'm a black belt. So, you know, I've broken bones sparring to get this belt. I know what I can do muscular and mind-wise. This was tendons in my right knee, it felt. But it was a different strength. It wasn't a muscular smash, push, make this goal happen. It was a totally different energy mm-hmm. that I was embracing. Yeah. And that's what I believe this group does. You know, it was a, it was a feminine, quiet confident fluid gentle playful light energy that i was welcoming in and and it came in and that's what you said on the mountain we were were talking through something and i said so what's the direct opposite of that and it was almost like a moment (laughs) i did a lot of where the earth moves and the angels sing It wasn't it? What did, so what did, what did you say? I welcomed in um, fluidness and lightness and playfulness and childfulness. And we talked about oh, that nice. earlier with other girls. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And in it came and I've skipped through the mountains today. It was That's great. That's awesome. So thank you, ladies, and thank you, you three, for what you've created. Mm-hmm. Thank you, for Debbie, for bringing me. <laughs> me. I told you you'd like it. Now, the, one of the questions I do have for you, being someone who's new to the group, so there's quite a few that are new, but there are some of our our Peruvians, the, the table talk at dinner, um, how inspiring did you find that table talk? You know, when we 
Kim always asks the questions. Like, seriously, some of her questions are scary. <laughs> some of them should not be asked. No, some of them should not be asked. And it was, it was interesting some because... Some of them should not be answered. <laughs> I think that's a fair question. I think that's a fair question. She'll always ask it. It's just whether you she answer it. She will ask it. it. I, I, Karen denied one. She just said, no. But what was really interesting, I thought, was... Karen the next day realised why she didn't want to answer it. And I thought that was a really, was mm. that was huge, wasn't it? That everybody was like, yeah, we'll tell it, we'll say that. You know, but you was just, no, I'm not yeah, answering said, that yeah. question. And mm. then you realised why you didn't mm. answer it. And I thought that mm. was big. It was, it was huge. Mm. So being somebody who's kind of new to the group and new to Kim Morrison and her <laughs> questions. Dear, dear, dear. How, how was the dinner talk? <laughs> well, I think what's really unique about this trip is what goes away stays away. It's <laughs> on tour, stays on tour. <laughs> you know, so, you know, it, it really is safe. You know, I know that what we spoke about was, was fun and open and deep and emotional at times and fun at times, but you really felt held by the group of women that we're with. This is the space that these girls create. You're really, really held and nurtured and you, you can laugh, you can cry and you know that it's forgotten. And if there is something that touches a nerve, you've got you've got all the women in the group, but you've also got three amazing women who know how to to nurture you through it and talk you through it. You know, if you can't do it yourself on the mountain or you want to ask a question, you just go to one of them and and and, and they help you through it. And you find your way, or you you ask them for support. So yeah, the, the nighttime talks are great. The debriefs yeah. are awesome, and you guys ask great questions. So well done. And I realise we had. 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s yeah. here this year. So we had a lot of wisdom. We had a lot of energy. We, you know, I, a lot I of transition. A lot of transition. Mm. And maybe it's a little bit of a rite of passage. It is. I, like, I feel like. I'd like to think of it as that. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't get those rites of passages in our lives as they stand today. Our young girls don't get them. Mm. Uh, we don't. Uh, our young men don't get those rite of passages. Their rite of passages: you're 18, you can drive and you can drink. You know, that's yeah. it. This is deep. So it's almost like it'd be lovely to bring our daughters. Yes, wouldn't it? let's do. Wouldn't it be lovely to bring our daughters on something like mm. this, so they could experience this, something like that? Maybe the we'll wisdom. Well, oh my I, gosh, that's 2021. I well, think we might do mother. No, and but but what, but what if we do mother and daughter in 2019 and grandchildren? Yeah. That, that possibly. Because right, my daughter's 30. <laughs> that possibly allows us to open up to mm. what we're doing next. What do you think? I think so. Well, let's flirt with it. Let's consider it. So, girls, we're at the end of our time. Jim's out. Why <laughs> <laughs> yeah. got Jim back? Well, sorry, Jim. it's Casey. <laughs> well, she'll be up for that. Yeah. Sorry. Um, but 2019, Kim, Cindy and I were on the trek and we were talking about what we wanted to do and we were flirting with a couple of different options as to where we were going to go. Cindy's got Africa next year and then the following year we thought of um, America, we thought of a whole bunch of different places and we actually settled on Europe. And um, we had our plan of our trip sorted and we even mentioned it to you girls very briefly at one of the dinners but it's changed since then, just so that you know. Heads up, heads up. It's changed and set. Because we had such an incredible experience with our tour guide, Polly, 
um, who you guys would have heard on the podcast, uh, not last week, the week before. So if you haven't listened to that, you need to go back and listen to that one with Polly Taylor. Um, but what we wanted to do was we, we've spoken to Polly to see if she would guide us on our next trek. And it's next level stuff, guys. It's really next level stuff. So she's coming back to us on some quotes and what we're, what we're looking at, but it's potential that it will definitely be in Europe, but it's potential that um, our next trek will be um, hiking around Chamonix. Which and Mont Blanc. And Mont Blanc, which will be a 160-kilometer trek. Mm. So not for the faint-hearted. So um, we are going to, when we get home, I've got a little bit of work to do before I can really release prices and build the website and, you know, do all the things that I do. But I dare say we'll be two weeks before, um, two weeks from now before we will release the details and take um, expressions of interest and deposits for our next hike. So for all of you guys that are with us here, Put your thinking caps on, throw that around, really start to think about whether this is an option and something that you want to continue to do with us. We would love to stay on the ride with you because every year it's just going to get more and more of an uh, an extraordinary experience. And I think if we can bring mothers and daughters on something like this, and, and singles because we don't oh, want to rule out Mal. No. Oh, absolutely. And I don't have do- I don't have a daughter, so I'm definitely coming. <laughs> so it doesn't have to be. But if no, you've got a daughter and you think that it, you might like to, um, you know, bring your daughter along, then you know we'll work. I think we need an age. Something we need, we need an age um, for daughters as well. So. Oh, for sure. They have enough. to be. Yeah, yeah. old enough. To, uh, the rite of passage would be 18 and plus. Would would mm, everybody agree with that? Yeah. I agree, totally. And, of course, it, 160 kilometres is not for the faint-hearted, yeah. so it's definitely yeah. going to require a that certain fitness level. Um, and the I, great thing about it, we'll have a training program in place, which will Polly be a great will goal. Yeah, yeah. So for those of you that are keen to aim towards something and be building up to something, this trip will be something that we can um, build up towards and work together and awesome. and, and train together. Yeah. So we are all super excited about the possibility of what's coming. Mm. And that there will be a cool. limit and it will probably be around the 15 because Karen doesn't share. No, that's exactly right. No, no, no. It will always be an odd number. Just saying. Wouldn't you say, Karen, 15 is all we can... I think 15 is absolutely Mm. going to be the Mm. tippiest, toppiest. And three is us. That's right. So that's 12 guests. 12 spaces. So very similar to um, what we've had here. So Mm. I think you you guys, you guys allow a rest day. If you want to sit and nurture and and have a massage, you can do (laughs) that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Trust me, in 160 Ks, there's going to be a few rest days. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still going and I'm still the five star princess. Let me just, let me say that about this. It will always be five star. Well, Karen. And, and you know what, Cindy? I just want to tell everybody because everybody knows Cindy is so enjoying hiking my style. Just I, <laughs> I am. So, guys, thank you, everybody, for participating in today's podcast. It's been amazing to share this with you. It's been incredible. What a fantastic journey. What a wonderful experience. Thank you for being a part of Up for a Chat and awakening the change within. 
So for all of our listeners, go to our Facebook page at allthews.facebook.com forward slash up for a chat. You can also post your comments and your questions for any of our um, participants or any of our trekkers. If you want to talk to anybody in specifically or personally, just post your message there or you can send us a private message. You can also go to allthews.thewellnesscouch.com forward slash up for a chat. Make sure you give us some, uh, give us a five-star rating, but also, more importantly, think about joining us in Europe in 2019. Go on a payment plan, easy as pie. You won't even know it's happening. Join us in 2019. We can't wait to share this with you guys. 12 places are available, so make sure that you have secured yours. Don't let it pass you by. This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, and you can see that this sort of rite of passage is a game-changer for us as women, but also, too, if our men want to come, I think we should really keep that available to our boys because I'm going to need somebody to carry my backpack. That's all I can say on that matter. So, guys, a big thunderous round of applause for yourselves. Thank you for joining us. Join us here next week on Up for a Chat and become part of the ripple effect that's changing the world. And we are going to see you on the hike. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.